ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Hi, everybody, and this is Hypnosis Everywhere, and this is Inez Simpson, and we have a great, great show today. Uh, we have a great interview with Karen Collishaw, who happens to be a friend of mine. But before we get into that, I just want to preface that a little bit. Now, Hypnosis Everywhere last year was about teaching you and letting you know what hypnosis was and, and isn't. So, and that we had many, many guests on all different facets and styles of hypnosis to tell, to tell you how each of them worked and how they all get great outcomes in their own way and in their own fields. So that's what we did the first year. And now we're doing hypnosis everywhere at the next level. Now, the next level means that we are going a little deeper into hypnosis. So we're going into some, you know, I do Simpson Protocol. We talk about it, but we haven't talked about it fully. And, and we've just usually just lumped it in with all the other hypnosis styles there is. But we're going to go a little deeper into Simpson Protocol this year. So we're also doing these new kinds of interviews to bring out the good that happens in the world. You know, the media today, all you hear is the bad stuff. And most of the bad stuff is just the stuff that's in your face all the time, on Facebook, on everywhere else in the media. So what I'm wanting to do is to show you real people who do great things. So this is going to be uh, some part of this uh, new show of The Next Level. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had um, Gabby Lassinger on, another friend of mine, who came from just nowhere happening to be in Nepal and seeing kids dying and, uh, from starvation and suddenly taking that on 20 years later. She's got to help many th thousands of kids move forward, have education, have everything. So Gabby created an orphanage and uh, with no money, no nothing, just her. But she had no sense of it being blocking. She'd just go to something and do it, and then she'd move, put the foot in front of the other and start keeping going. 20 years later, she's helped so many kids. So we're going to do that a few times. Now, the one, the interview today is slightly different. It's about someone that I'm very impressed with because she was one of my students, and I just started to know and where she came from and what kind of life she'd had and how she got where she was going, how she got to be into Western and hypnosis and and Thai massage, which she does awesome. I love the Thai massage. But so this person, I wanted to know a little more about her. I decided to interview her. And she said, well, what have I got to talk about? And I said, well, you'd be surprised. So um, because she wasn't used to doing this sort of stuff, we did it in our living room. And instead of doing it right in the office, and sometimes we have the odd bunk that we, <laughs> we make sound on the microphone so you'll have to excuse that but the the content of this show is very inspiring so listen to the show listen to karen listen to how peaceful she is listen to how she gets where she's going and how sometimes just like every other human being she tends to have a couple days off and be a little low just like everyone but how she moves forward 
will actually help you so much in understanding we really don't have any excuses. So enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere. And it's Inez Simpson here, and I'm with a really good friend of mine. She's been a student in hypnosis with me, and that's not what we're going to talk about today. We might let it dribble in. But what we're really going to talk about is what we're taking this to the next level this year. And what I wanted to do was to look for human beings, could be people that were famous, could be people that weren't, and Karen, I wouldn't say is famous. She's famous with me because I think she's pretty special. So what I want to do with her, I have a letter talk eventually, is I want to get to the bottom of what motivates her. Because Karen has had not an easy life. True, Karen? Welcome, Karen Kalisha. 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 Pretty good. I said it right. Anyway, I always have trouble with her last name, so I avoid it. <laughs> You're not alone. No. no. <laughs> but Karen, you know, you were born just like the rest of us. But you didn't have an easy time of life. You don't have to go into a lot of complete detail. Mm -hmm. But you can tell us some of the stuff that started. Because you, at the age you are now, I've known you, what, for five years or so? Mm -hmm. And in those five years, I've seen very great gift that you have. And I'll mm -hmm. talk about that in a minute because you don't even know you have the gift. So I just give me a little background on yourself. I'm 54. I'm the youngest of seven sisters. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad had us in a really like eight-year period, so it was really quick. And um, shortly after I was born, my dad left my mom with all of us. And so that was a real challenge for her. And um, on my first birthday, our house burned down and my mom was uh, severely burned and left the family to, you know, to heal for a few years. And so we all went into foster care. So I went by myself. And um, I think that was a really uh, big challenge for my nervous system. So. Yeah. So, um, and I got reunited with my family when I was about three. And suddenly I was with seven other women again, seven other people. And yeah, just, I think, just learn to fit in and um, adapt and get along. Yeah. So, I mean, think about that. You were born by one, you had a fire, then your mom got hurt, and then you, and then before that your father left. Mm -hmm. and what, what a concept and not easy situation. And your mother would have been a stress to the max. Yeah. You know, I can see that, you know, people say, well, we had a tough time and poor old mom gets blamed for everything, but mm -hmm. sometimes poor old mom doesn't have much choice. Yeah, and I think the whole idea about my mom did the best that she could at the time. And when I look back on her childhood, she didn't have an advantageous, loving, supportive environment either. So the fact that she didn't have that to give, you know, is um, evident in all of my sisters. We all sort of have the same anxious sort of um, temperament. And um, yeah, all had to grow ourselves up, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And that brings me to the point that I think I made in one of the shows I did, did before is that it's never about blame. People take it on and they'll, they'll use what they have wrong, which is anxiety mm -hmm. or whatever, and they'll, they'll blame it on the other person. There's no point to the blame. That person was doing the best they could with what they had. Absolutely. I mean, put yourself in someone's shoes yeah. like that. And then... But the point that's interesting is that you 
started to look for somewhere to move forward to. You started to look. You didn't get into that place of blame. You didn't get into that place of uh, woe is me. Maybe sometimes we all do. Right? Yeah, I've had, I've had bubbles of it and moments of yeah. it. And I'm grateful for them because they have taught me things. Yes. And instead of stuffing it, I've yeah. let it come out and, yeah, let it be expressed and own it. And sometimes a sister um, is able to... Um, you know, relate to me so then we can have a conversation and it's shared. It's not so heavy carrying it by myself. So, Well, then that's something that's special that you got in your family, even though by the time you didn't get back together till you were three, Mm -hmm. you had seven sisters, you managed to have that bond built. Yeah. And you managed to have communication happen. Yeah. That's what you're telling me, right? Well, I think actually, I think like in childhood, I feel like we were like this litter of puppies <laughs> all trying to get the mama's attention. Yeah. And it was in adulthood. Mm-hmm. I think sort of after we all had children that we turned towards one another and began to relate as mothers and wives and adult women. I think that's when, for me, the bonding began to really happen. Okay, well, let's go back to the three-year-old that's growing up. Um, it became easier or did it become more difficult or to stay in in, in a steady up and down curve going as you grew up? Um, I feel like I adapted as like a people pleaser. I just tried to get along with everyone. How could I get them to want to be with me and get affection? And I became really good at that. I became very, very good at that. So that's how I got through it. Um, My mom was overwhelmed with all of us, understandably. Imagine having seven teenage daughters. Like She got overwhelmed. And by the time I was 13, she decided to pack it in. And so um, she signed us back over to the government and left for, you know, on her own journey. And um, that's when I got angry. I was about 13, and, and that's when I got angry. And that's when I got hard, you know, like I um, didn't have a lot of, I, I feel like I didn't have a lot of um, self-value because my mom didn't value me, and I didn't see her modeling any interest in me, so I didn't feel interesting. I didn't feel, um, you know, she never really reflected back any of my gifts or skills or strengths or qualities, so I didn't feel really like I had a lot of value, like worth. So that was a really challenging period because I treated myself how I saw how she sort of treated me. And then I was in relationships with men that treated me the same way my mom did. So that was um, a lot of on the, on the foot, you know, learning as I went. And yeah, so it got, I, you know, it was on the streets for a little while and I moved around a lot. And um, yeah, I was definitely, I would like, you know, bull, bullshit people and manipulate people. And yeah, I, be, I developed all these, behaviors as a form of survival yeah definitely definitely but you know somewhere inside me there's um a really good uh editor that says that doesn't feel good that's not helpful that's not healthy and that's really been a really great guiding force for me i can call on it all the time you know today tomorrow yesterday like it's always there it's always there Mm -hmm. and that's interesting because not everybody has that little guiding force mm-hmm. in there. Or if they do, they ignore it. Um, what, what I see is a hypnotist, right? I mean, and you know the hypnosis angle is that most people think, psychology thinks, that if you got messed up, one-year-old and three-year-old, you sort of get them having to do all this, and then again left at 13, that 
the early imprints are what are going to cause and stay with you and kind of mess you up. Mm-hmm. Which you admit that you did get kind of messed up. Yes. Which is normal. But that little voice inside you has made you decide to change all that because it didn't feel right. Correct. Didn't, and it wasn't right. So that little, can you sort of think or feel or just sense it, mm-hmm. where that little voice is coming from? I think it's my soul. I think yeah. it's like my, my spirit, the essence of who I am yep. that um, just trusts and knows that there's, that this is not who I am. This is not me. This is just conditioning. This is yeah. just a story. It's just a set of beliefs that I can carry around or I can, you know, there's enough books and Louise Hay and Eckhart Tolle, there's enough books out there that have planted seeds that there's another way of life and that was intriguing. There is another way. When did you start reading about, uh, when did that sort of stuff start coming forward? Uh, I have a sister that is uh, five years older than me, and she took me to um, a group back then. It was called ARIS, which stood for Affect, Respect, Accept, Support, I think. And I was 13, and she was 18, and it just rang about, resonated. Just realized, thought, oh, there is another way of living. There's another um, way, mode of like thinking, seeing, perceiving There's things. There's a light at the end of the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it was just that little drop down. And then um, I came across the book, The Road Less Traveled, mm-hmm. and then The Celestian Prophecy, yeah. and then it just began to just, everybody's bookcases had books for me, and mm-hmm. I'd hear something a few times, and, you know, different meditation places, and it just followed the, the, followed the crumb trail. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know you since, except for when you got to be 50-ish, mm-hmm. right? So, but from what I noticed was that you were, extremely gifted and and you know you sort of look blank at me when I talk about that but you have a gift with people you bring their best sides out mm. you can help them nice. and I and I I love having you in a group I always con Karen into coming even <laughs> if she hasn't want to come that day I said you all want to come and hang out we're having this because she has this gift mm-hmm. of making everyone else comfortable, of, a, of allowing it without being what I call a suck up or, you know, somebody who's really doing it with manipulation. Right. It's a natural way of being for you. Mm-hmm. And you just click with people. Yeah. And that's a gift. Yeah. And I don't think, and we're getting back to the soul. This is where this is going. Okay. Uh, because you talk about the soul, I talk about the soul, and many people out there are probably going, well, what the heck? But there's many people that will get this. I think the soul, they, we all have a gift of some type, mm-hmm. if we utilize it or not. But that soul part is very predominant in you, and you let it out, and you let it feel it. Now, I still, we still don't know the mechanism. We still mm-hmm. don't know how to get other people to do it. But it doesn't matter if they hear that there's someone who has done it, maybe they'll turn to looking. Yes. Because it's really about looking the first time. You wouldn't have gone, your older sister took you to that place. Mm -hmm. And that was really the start, right? Yeah. Of of, of really purposely doing some change work. Yeah. Right? Because you didn't want to be where you were. And you made the choice to do something. Mm -hmm. And there's that... That's where it changes, right? Yeah. Where you make the choice. Yeah. And I think that's great because, you know, many, there's many 13-year-olds out there. There's many 16-year-olds that are having tough times. 
or anything I, I run into quite a few because they end up being my my clients as time goes on right yeah usually when they're older they've quite a bit older but you started very early yes and that was maybe mm-hmm. you can thank your sister for that too but mm-hmm. I think it's in your nature anyway to be questing it is. What I yep. I'm a seeker I think You're I'm a seeker, seeker. yeah I think. and what do you call a seeker um you know to find the truth of who I am like mm-hmm. to know myself and then I can um radiate that to other people it's not that's not my intention but that's what I find has been happening is that uh, people will be drawn to me and ask me you know like uh, you know how do you manage this and how do you function with that and what would you recommend and um yeah I think it's like a really I feel very gifted in that way. Well, I think a part of that gift is that you can articulate it to them. Because mm-hmm. if you ask me what you do, oh, oh, well, I feel this or I feel that. But I can't really, it's just like we were joking about uh, a word I was using, proclivity. And I had a sentence, she was <laughs> impressed, but I had to tell her what it what it meant. And I had to really dig its tendency, by the way. But is that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I can't, I have to look for something. I don't. I'm not a good at showing people what it is or how it is. But you do that. Yeah. I, that's what I watch you. That's yeah. what I watch when you're talking to people. You can tell them, well, I feel this, be- and this is what happened. And mm-hmm. you can tell them everything. And you're very open. Yes. Yes, I think it creates a safe space for other people. And that's what, in classes with you, that's what I've noticed is that I'll feel um, uncertain about a technique or a, a hesitation to like just jump in and try it and then I'll see it in someone else and then it's easy to cheerlead them it's really quick because I can relate it's like oh I've been there I understand you know like yeah. I, I'm with you and then I don't I don't feel like um, yeah I'm not judging them I'm not comparing it's just no. like this sort of like mirroring I know I know this feeling yeah and then they seem to feel safe and relaxed and then they jump in and they you know, just rise to the top and shine and do the, the protocol, and it's wonderful, wonderful well, to witness. you're always happy for everyone that does good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is a unique thing in humans, mm-hmm. too, because we are a little bit competitive, mostly. You know, I heard the saying is uh, we can, we can, um, oh, what is it? It's like when somebody is thriving, we can savor that with them. Yes. Uh, or we can be jealous. You know, and it's like, I'd rather jump on someone's joy wagon yeah. and feel some of their joy and be infected by their joy. Yeah. Much, I, uh, I don't need what they've got. That's not, that's not my path, but I can sure celebrate what they've got. Yeah, I, I sort of, I can do that too, but it's even stronger in you. I mm. can see it, it, it's just natural. You don't even think about it. You just naturally are there. I think it's that it... Um, magnifies the the joy or the light you know or the energy you know the positivity however people perceive it it amplifies it it magnifies it and then there's more for everyone one bright person walks in a room they can light everyone up eventually they light up five people and those five people light up three people and the room can be lit with one light person walking in the room and say what a gift and but the other can happen too. You have a dark person walking. Yeah, they get the cloud. You what's know, what was that cartoon? Uh, was what was his name? Pigpen. Yeah, he said the cloud. Right. So you know that kind of person. But I've seen you around a few of those people, and you mm-hmm. manage to stay above that cloud and start to move the cloud. Yeah. 
It's and contagious. It, it, it is. is. It's contagious. So uh, People want to feel good. So now do you believe you have that gift? I do. I do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for mirroring that to me. Well, good. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the whole, the whole thing about that is that what is it that made you really look for that? It's a willingness or something. Is that a, I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, I feel a very strong willingness, actually. I don't know if that's quite raised, but I do. There's this willingness in me to be uncomfortable, to look at the stuff, to identify, to own it, to realize maybe it's me projecting something. It's this willingness to, um, you know, Louise Hay has a saying is you can't clean your house if you don't look at the dirt. It's like, I really want to see my dirt so I can clean it up and be more who I really am, be my my greatest self and I've seen that for the last five years in the way you are and now mm. hypnosis wasn't really your path I love it though but you love it I love it <laughs> nice I love bringing Karen to a class for them to uh, play with regression yeah. but of course Karen goes back to a past mm -hmm. life if you believe it or not real or imagined all mm -hmm. that stuff mm -hmm. doesn't matter Karen flips off to a past life and it'll come in there so she's always if we were going to analyze that maybe maybe she's an old soul and on that mm -hmm. note we're just going to go to break Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well... We have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. 
You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. So welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm going to continue my great conversation with Karen. Um, Karen, we talked about willingness, and we talked about that. So you've got this internal drive to find out who you are. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't see that in everyone. Do you think we all have it somewhere and that we can't, that we don't uh, recognize it or that we don't know? Because I know people that are just saying, oh, they just sort of give up. They say, well, I had it too hard. Nobody can help me. I'm, I'm going to go and eat mm-hmm. some worms. And, you know, life can be pretty harsh. Yeah. So I don't think anybody out there has come up with, you know, nothing but positive things. But you had that drive to di- take yourself and dissect yourself. Yes. So I'd like to know how, if you were, let's say, a 14-year-old, 15-year-old kid comes to you and you were, you were wanting them to help them. What do you think would be the best thing that you can think of to just get this person to even think of looking for that part of them? I think um, two things. One is the concept of, um, you know, realizing that we create our own reality, like accountability, like noticing how, we, we attract everything, how we're creating it all the time. And um, the second one is to go back and mine our past for our, our strengths or our gifts or the good memories, mm. good moments. They're so strong, which is something that um, I think really, I, I think I had that idea in me from all the reading and stuff, but I think it really got um, developed stronger through hypnosis is to go back into yeah. regression and, and remember when I was a child, what those happy moments were and to go back. Yeah. We've done a lot of those sorts of sessions and yeah. they've been just invaluable. Yeah. You know, the, the, I think everything is about the subconscious mind. Uh, the more I read, the more I read, the more I read. It's like it, it gets seeded in childhood mm-hmm. and then we latch on to it and we make a story out of it and we make an identity out of it and we create barriers or we create bridges. And, you know, people yeah. that are fortunate to have had a, you know, really um, loving upbringing, secure upbringing, um, you know, I, I think have a bit of an advantage. And I think it's like 75% of us don't have that secure attachment. We grew up yeah. sort of disorganized and stuff. And so it's work. So I think yes. someone's got to have that, the realization that everyone could feel better. We all can feel better. And if it's uh, getting enough sleep, all the methods of self-care, do, you know, finding things that we love. Nature is really important for me. Going to the gym, moving my body is discharging it is really good sharing conversations with people that you know i feel safe with and will reflect back i mean there's a myriad of different ways finding people that inspire us and music that lifts us up and i mean it's just for me it's just constant i mean i don't want to use the word work because it's not but in effect it is because it's like efforting to keep myself in this in a certain state so that i don't dip down below the radar into a funk and become dysfunctional to myself yeah. yeah, that sort of brings you back to Tony Kiprius and above the line and below the line, mm. you know, is always uh, becoming aware, is this helpful or, or am I being the victim? Mm-hmm. So you stay above the line mm-hmm. most of the time. Most of the time. And my question is, how is this serving me? Does yeah. this serve me? This food, this company, 
that I'm keeping, this behavior I'm doing, this belief, this thing I'm speaking, it's, is this serving me? And when it's not, I work to replace it, to tweak it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And like you said, the, but you went looking for the hypnosis. Mm-hmm. You went looking for meditation. You mm-hmm. went looking yeah. for all those things. And like you say, we've got to give your 18-year-old sister some credit mm-hmm. a little bit. Because she gave you that little push, that little, so, uh, but many people get those little pushes. Mm -hmm. They just don't, they they just choose to walk by that choice at that time, which is a choice, right? Yeah. We make choices all the time. And that's what people don't ask. Well, I didn't know it was, or I didn't this or whatever. I, 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 it's too hard. Right. Those things. So whatever you make, it's always a choice. And it doesn't matter if you don't know you're making the choice. Yeah. 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 You're living with the consequences of whatever your choice is. Yeah. And so I love that word up level. Yeah. I have a chance to up level myself all the time at the grocery store with what I'm picking out with if I set my alarm and get up and do something productive, like I've got so many invitations throughout the day to up level myself, my language, et cetera, all the things I said earlier. So I have to say it's not a totally unique Mm -hmm. concept, but I see it more in you than I have in most people. Mm -hmm. And that's great because you gave me great time massage. <laughs> You're very good at it. And that helps me a lot because I'm all head and spirit, mm-hmm. mostly not as much body, mind, and spirit. It's supposed to be holistic. Sure. Yes, yes. And I miss out on the body stuff a little more. So you great help to me. Mm-hmm. So understand that I look at you and I think you're a very well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it's I think that's that way. how you get that was with your search and your seeking. Mm-hmm. It has meaning to me. Yeah. You know, when we each seek out what has meaning, it, it has meaning. I'm not here to save the planet. If I do in some way, I'm grateful, I'm willing. But yeah, for me, it's about know thyself. It's to just understand myself so I can clear my energy field and be more light out there yeah, at the grocery store. So it's a constant you know? evolution, but mm-hmm. it's not a constant evolution through need no no and it's fun yeah it's through choice yeah and saying i just want to keep getting better at everything i do yes Uh, yeah i think you got a lot of spirit okay now carolyn we heard that you're very uplifting you up level up level all that and that's really great and i think it's awesome but there was a time before you always up leveled or mostly mm-hmm. always every now and then we all fall back into mm-hmm. that sadness or whatever we are but you have managed to do it more because people listening will say well that's easy for her to say i can't do it i'm just done it's just too much so i'm sure you've been there so maybe just how did you get yourself out of those little places to even get started well, I've had times where um, I've just cried. I've just cried and let it pass through me, and it passes. There's some comfort for me in that everything is going to pass. And so, yeah, feeling it and um, reaching out, you know, for a session with you or a conversation with a sister or uh, something online. I'll find a webinar or a YouTube 
That's yeah. true. I've never seen anybody so seeking of mm-hmm. learning. And I don't mean, you know, going to university, but of learning mm-hmm. any aspect of things that will uplift your life. Yeah. The more I understand, like, the development of how we're, like, our psyche, like, we're born in childhood. And, you know, if you've got an anxious parent or an angry father, like, you inherit that stuff. And then a lot of the stuff that we carry isn't even ours. And oh. if a person is willing to stop and look and go, like, whose voice is that or who does this belong to? Often it's very simple to say, oh, it's my mother's or it was my first husband's or it was a teacher that I had. And then there's like this freedom that you can let go of it because Mm -hmm. so much of this stuff we just are conditioned to take on. We think we have to, you know, we didn't, nobody's told us that we don't have to. It's a whole new concept, you know, is that Mm -hmm. we can say, you know, you're projecting your stuff onto me and I'm giving it back. I mean, what an empowering statement, learning to set boundaries, learning assertive language to say, thank you for your opinion, but I'm not seeking them right now. I had, I've learned it. I've been learning and learning and learning. And it's just been like one book, one article, one webinar, one YouTube at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the seeker. And so that's the Mm -hmm. magic is the seeking and the willingness. Mm-hmm. We're coming back to that. Yeah. And understanding if I, we can just spark even one or two people out mm-hmm. there to start thinking, well, maybe I can do that. Yeah. Again, it's like the self-care, sort of like a practice, a list of things that are good for me. What, what is good for me? Sleeping in, um, 10 minutes at the beach, you know, half caffeine, half decaf, like making a list, who's good for me, what sort of things are good for me, and then doing, in, invoking more of those, just a little bit more. 10 minutes of basking in the sunshine can completely change a mood or uh, a cry in the shower. That can be very cathartic, releasing it down the drain. It doesn't have to be big. No. And that's always the thing because people feel like what they're stuck in is huge. Mm -hmm. So you can increment yourself out, Mm -hmm. right? And incrementally, it doesn't have to be, well, it's beneficial if you can come see someone like me because I can help and push a little bit bigger. It's a bit bit easier. Uh, But all in all, you did the questing originally without help of a hypnotist. I did. I did. Uh, What I would say about hypnosis, though, is that it has accelerated. It has accelerated the the time between the, you know, the the belief and the freedom, which, you know, is like, I think my greatest value is freedom. And so this is binding me. This is keeping me stuck. This is, you know, putting my light out. How can I free myself from it? And I just have found hypnosis to just accelerate that, which is why I love hypnosis. That's why I'm always drawn to coming and joining and taking the next level for me mm, (laughs) ditto me too yeah so yeah that's what you know i i tend to see i've seen quite a lot of other hypnotists or people that did uh, some other aspect of you know acupuncture god knows what but a lot of time it's for the self it's not for doing with other people and i think many people come and take hypnosis because Mm -hmm. of for their own growth yeah and their own understanding. It works. And it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, so I'm, I no longer, I remember teachers that did uh, trainings for people, and they'd say, well, why don't they go out and do it? You know, I want them to go out mm-hmm. and do it. And I said, well, they didn't come for that. Mm-hmm. They came yeah. to be for them. Yeah. And they learned it, and they're mm-hmm. using it. So 
just thank your lucky stars that they came to see you yeah. and got the, the learning. It isn't about yeah. uh, how many hypnotists can get out there working. And maybe okay. it is in some ways, but uh, I mean, the more the people are working in it, the more people get help. But uh, it's also helping anyone just take on a new belief system or you don't have to tell them what to believe. It's just being yeah. open to moving forward. Yes. Right? Yes. And I notice that's with you. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not you. I never see you telling people what to believe. This will help you. You, mm-hmm. you don't judge that. You try to open them up yeah. to find what they need to do. And share what's worked yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. I try to preface it all. Like what has worked for me is, or what I found online was, and would you like me to share this yeah. with you? And it's, yeah, entirely. And you know, it's some, sometimes right. not easy because you know how it is when you tell me to do more stretching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. So uh, it's essentially, uh, it does, you do give me the yard up though, luckily, to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. I might not do as much as I know you'd like me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, but, though, it's um, serving it, yourself. It is. You're not serving me. No. It's encouraging That's you to right. serve yourself. Yeah. And I want to show that I'm totally human, and mm-hmm. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, and none of us are. No. no. So all of us, go. people walk around the streets, and people think, that person's got it mm-hmm. all together, but they don't know that. Yeah. And Martin says, guess what? We're coming to the end here of this section. All right. So I think we're going to go to break. We'll see you on the other side. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well... We have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, so what I've been doing is talking to Karen besides a few minutes before here. And what I really notice is she's uplifted, up level, all that stuff now. But there was a time, and she talked about it, when she had no self-worth. She had no self. So there was a, a besides that one meeting that sort of started that open, there was something else before you ever went to the meeting. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just want to know what you just told me before. And, uh, you know, about the spirit and changing that. Sorry. Yeah, I, so I, you know, was uh, abandoned by my dad and abandoned by my mom, and I was on the street, and I was, um, you know, uh, with men, you know, giving myself up, trying to get attention. I just had really, really low self-worth. I had no concept of any self-value, and it was uh, self-perpetuating. You know, I yeah. just kept sort of creating this to confirm yeah. it, and as I... Uh, got on sort of like, you know, had this awareness that there was another way, like through, there was so many books, you know, and uh, there was this other way. Everybody kept talking about, you can, you're not your story, that's your identity, that's your ego. And it was all like kind of muddled there for a while while I made sense of it. What is the ego? I got to figure out what that is. So that was a, a gift that you got, you were even in that place of people talking about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I literally found them. I, I found them. And you were you know, on the street, or mm-hmm. even, in, and you somehow honed in on them somehow. Yep, I sure did. I because I think I had that um, spirit-seeking missile inside of me because yeah. I knew there was something better that I wanted, and I didn't feel it in me. I felt undeserving of it. I felt void of it. Uh, I had like self-loathing. I had a lot of self-forgiveness work to do. I carried a lot of shame. I mean, even in the last five years, I've been still unpacking, you know, a bit of it here and there and here and there. You know, it's, it's not all in one fell swoop. No. Um, yeah, but it was like this, um, it, it rang a bell inside of me that I am not my story. I am not my identity. My name is Karen, but I'm, a, I'm spirit. We all are part of this collective consciousness, that phrase, we all have consciousness in us. And that was um, like hearing the bell ring at the church. It just really was resonant inside myself. It was that I am not this story, you know, and I heard someone else talking about that were, you know, given a, a, a lump of clay and, we, uh, our parents take a little bit off here and our teachers take a little bit off there and someone tweaks this piece here. And, uh, and then eventually we have the carving tools and we forget that we're the sculptor and we start to identify as the sculpture. I'm a bit deformed. I'm a bit too big. I'm a bit lopsided, but we're actually the sculptor and we can sculpt ourselves every day. Like at, at any moment we can like make a choice and sculpt ourselves by how we behave, how we conduct ourselves, what our habits are, how we treat people, how we respond, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. So what's interesting to me too is 
that you honed in on that person. So I'm just thinking about people listening. Mm -hmm. If they know someone like you at 13 or 14 or 15, if they can just put that out there, just if we Mm -hmm. just take the moment to, to tell someone something or to make them feel a little more worthy in some way, it's just the same as anything. If somebody, you don't know what little uh, change, a little mm-hmm. speech is going to change someone's life. Exactly. We always say that. It yes. could just be a smile and a hug. Often it's just a smile and then they're smiling at someone else. Yeah. And it is, it's contagious. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we, we like, to, I always like to simplify things. But there's some things that are just the way they are. And they, the simplest part of it is to be as kind as you can be. Mm-hmm. And to also be open to oh, you see this uh, 15-year-old all the time and you don't know and maybe just stopping for a moment. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are the most uplifting stories that you know that may move me to tears when I see them are acts of kindness, generosity, and yeah. compassion. Compassion, I think, is the bottom, the, the, the punchline. And towards ourselves first. And yeah. then we can... Yeah you know, build ourselves and then exhibit that. We know how yeah. good it feels and how beneficial and warm it feels. And then we want to give that to somebody else. Yeah. Many times you can see people who are in that place of, I woe is me because I'm not worthy. I'm not this, mm-hmm. but they still can give out kindness to other people. I've seen it many times. Yeah. I, I, I have a few people in my world that are like that. They can give to others, but they don't give to themselves. Haven't, we haven't got yeah. past the self-worth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, and, and you know, there's everyone has a journey here. When mm-hmm. I both know, well, at least we have that in our belief system mm-hmm. that we have something that we're here to do. We're here. And, and we're here. <laughs> Otherwise, what would be the point? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, for me, I, I always think of, um, I like to help people, but I help, I like to help them. And for me, it's, it's more of a book feeling this is the right mm-hmm. person to help i don't even think there's no thought mm-hmm. about it or anything or i'll just do it and then yet every now and then i'll look at myself and i'll say why didn't you reach out to that mm-hmm. person and then mm-hmm. you know but there uh, there is no such thing as me knowing why well we're not always in the same state no, all the way sometimes i'm in so. sometimes i'm in my own problems or in my own yeah. you know circumstances yeah. or figuring things out or yeah. i'm not i'm off i'm having a you know a, a, an emotional day or i'm not always in the same state so we don't no. always have it to give no that's the usual thing about watching the other person who's always perfect walking down the street not yeah. knowing what's internally going yeah on. you know and we have to think about that with many people and i think today there's so much emphasis on the outside. Oh, yeah. You know. That outsourcing is really, um, yeah, it's become rampant. It's like a disease now to be outsourcing everything, our, our, our approval, our validation, our worth, our affection. Oh, like, I better get this makeup because yeah. I have to fit into this. Yeah. And it's become such a consumer state because they've played on all those weaknesses. Oh, and there's a yardstick. Are you measuring up? What are your goals? Are you achieving this? It, it's, it's, it, I, I feel stressed by it. And then I close my eyes and I realize I'm with myself again. And all that other external stuff just falls away. And it's like, what is my state of being? I'm at peace? Great. No, that something's off. Can I find out what that is? Is it emotional? Is it mental? Is it physical? Am I not connecting like spiritually? Like what? What's off? What's off? What's off? And then I can tend to myself from inside. 
So what you're telling me, uh, same as usual, that it's holistic and you need every aspect of mm-hmm. it. So it's body, mind, spirit. Yeah, we are. We have, we have all of that. We have the physical body yeah. and we have our emotional body and we have our mental realm and we have our spiritual realm. And it's like they all need some. I think it was Marianne Williamson said we need to visit. We have a house with four rooms and those are them and we need to visit each room every day. It's like not to not leave some part of us behind mm-hmm. or, or empty. Mm-hmm. So to, yeah. How am I doing physically? How am I doing emotionally? How am I doing mentally? Am I, you know, and how am okay, I doing spiritually? so maybe it's the whole fact of taking the assessment. Mm, yeah, check in. You know, mm-hmm. stop it, time to check in. Yeah. Where am yeah. I? See, that's, yeah. that's funny because you have this conversation and I think, well, where am I going to take it or whatever, but it's, it just mm. comes, right? right? Because I, I see that that's the, imp- here's a very important thing. Mm-hmm. You check in with I yourself. I check in. I do. And many people I just do. don't even know. They've slowly moved forward and they haven't checked in. Mm-hmm. So it just keeps rolling downward or upward. Depending. Yeah. But downward to upward was good. You can leave it go. But if you're going downward, I know even mm-hmm. people like me and you who do the work mm-hmm. and work on ourselves, yeah. there's days we just want to pull the covers up over our head and oh, just yeah, say, I'm going to roll in it for a minute. Absolutely. And that's okay. You need to do that. But I then, think it feels then good. You check yeah, in. don't stay stuck there. Right? No, you can't stay stuck. I went to the gym today. It was like, I think the third time in the last five months. And it's like no guilt, no shame, no nothing. But it's like I got to the gym. It's like, okay, I'm not fitting in my clothes as well as I'd like to. So it's like physically I needed to check in. Emotionally, how am I doing? And I've got a sister going through some stuff. What do I need to do? I came and I had a session with you the mm-hmm. other day, you know. And mentally, yep, I'm learning something right now. I'm on doing a online course and spiritually, yeah, I'm taking time to meditate. You know, even if it's ten minutes, it's I'm feeling balanced. So it's about keeping myself in some semblance of balance so that I can go out and function in a way that I feel um, content in myself. Yeah. Right? So it's not about anybody else. No, and there's no never, no rules. Mm-mm. People always have to say, this is what you need to do. Check it off, check it off. It's not about that. It's about checking in with yourself and seeing what is appropriate. My favorite words, appropriate, mm-hmm, appropriate. beneficial. And optimal yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. I know they sound so great in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and and that's without leading someone to what you need to do, and just you get them, you know, just focus inside and just see mm-hmm. what's what is calling yeah. you. What's what is it that you're yearning for? Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Just pay attention to listen to our own inner self. Yeah, at our deepest self, yeah. what really has meaning and value for me. Which means you have to be able to stop somewhere and take a moment. No, it's lots of opportunities. Every time yeah. I go to the washroom, I can close my eyes and yeah. uh, be with myself or, you yeah, know, wake yeah. up in the morning and at bed. Yeah. And, and turning the TV, you know, off. Sometimes I just listen to classical music because there's no words. I don't know it. It's just like not a distraction. Like just finding, you know, yeah. meditation for five minutes in the middle of the afternoon on YouTube or one of the apps on my phone. And Maybe there's a little head banging going on in my corner. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> So, you know, there's no right or wrong. You can't, well, you must listen to Mozart or you must no, listen no. to Beethoven or this or that. Mm-hmm. There's no musts in life. Mm-hmm. There's only what makes you feel good and what what encourages you to move forward. And it's a juicy discovery, finding what lights us up. It's like hanging out with my little six-year-old, my child that didn't get to do this. It's like, now I want to go buy cookies, like coconut macaroons. And like, why not? You know, I want to watch TV this afternoon. I want to paint a picture. It's like yeah. really fun to serve myself. 
comes from a different place, though, watching TV because there's nothing else happening yeah. in you and you're staying outside of yourself. Yeah. And all you watch is TV yeah. and TV, it never goes off. Yeah. That's a wholly different thing. Intention, I when guess. When you have right? intention mm -hmm. and you're going for something that's going to uplift you or mm -hmm. just make you have a good time for a moment. Yeah. How is That's it serving good. me? How yeah. is it serving How does it serve me? me? Yeah. And, and it's good to serve yourself. It's so necessary. It is it's like the oxygen mask analogy. Yeah. You know, yeah, put it yeah. on yourself. But, yeah. Yep. I don't know. I think that's the most important part. And that's why I really wanted to have this chat with you because I want people to know. I mean, we're always talking about hypnosis and this is we help people move forward and all this sort of stuff. But I wanted people to know that Many people move forward with a lot of different mm -hmm. methods, mm -hmm. not just hypnosis, but of course, I would say that's the predominant one because I'm a hypnotist. But from my point of view is I think anything is hypnosis anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if Agreed. you can move forward, because it's all about just shifting your beliefs, changing things in yourself. And whose belief is this? Yeah. Often it's belief? an inherited belief from before the age of 8 or 12, mm -hmm. and it's not even ours. And then we're living our life out, mm -hmm. trying to get this outcome that's not even our value. We don't even value it. Yeah, you know, just think about it. You know, just makes you go back to the half Hatfields and McCoys yeah. or whatever, that perpetual yeah. uh, fight between us uh, people yeah and it never changes because no one changes a thought or yeah. changes a thing if, the, if one world yeah. yeah if one person in there had stopped mm -hmm. and thought about it what are we doing here you know yeah but it still goes on today and that's the way we are as humans we unless we shift that early influence epigenics or whatever mm -hmm. as Bruce Lipton would say yeah Good old Dr. Lipton is very good at explaining it to people. I like that. And I yeah. think there's a, a, a sweet spot in for people to ask, like for me to ask myself, how do I want to live? How do I want to feel? How do I want to speak? Like, what do I want? This isn't feel good. This isn't my agenda. This isn't serve me. It's like really like self serving self-serving and yet serving we've ourselves. been told yeah selfish is a bad word selfish. but selfless is way worse yes. yeah i agree yeah and it's always about the self making sure it's good for you mm -hmm. because you'll have be able to give good to it oh, yeah and if you're you know you mustn't talk be vain you mustn't be this you mustn't be that but whose beliefs are those you see it's like we just have the inundated with this conditioning this programming and it's like and up to each of us to figure right? out what is our own do i believe that it's just a great question you don't have to change your belief but do i really believe that yeah yeah or should i look at it yeah bit? maybe i need to shift it a bit yeah and i find that's where hypnosis helps because it's like a or a sharp knife that just cuts through all of that and you get right to the essence of yourself, this resonates for me and you have that knowing. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, like this completely different way of living life when I know that going to the gym serves me. I'm not yeah. going because I want to, you know, be this size or weigh that much or make an impression or cute in the clothes. It's like it serves me. It's like that knowing that this person yeah. is not good for me you know, knowing that, not, yeah. yeah, it's been very beneficial. Yeah, I think so. That gives you the power to grow up from a child and is a foster child at three, or I mean, not at three, at one. Yeah, at one. And then you move forward because of choice. Yeah. And I hate to say this, but this is the end of the show. 
So thanks for coming. Karen. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. And thanks for coming soon to do another time. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see my everybody pleasure. next time. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 